This is the Mr. Career Tech Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to crush it as a job hunter, career changer, gig hustler, freelancer, or solopreneur. Mr. Career Tech is the place where ordinary people become extraordinary job hunters so they can get the jobs they deserve. Now here's your host, Uli Shield, aka Mr. Career Tech. Tech. Hello friends and fans and welcome back to my latest podcast. In today's pod I'm going to talk about how to crunch any phone interview and I'll tell you in just three simple steps how to prepare for phone interviews and I mean any kind, how to prepare your cheat sheet, very important, and how to deal with strange left field or maybe even weird interview questions. Job hunting sucks. It always has been a pain in the butt. We all know that. And then add in a global pandemic and that challenge, that level increases and so can your stress. If you haven't lived under a rock since 2020, then you'll probably notice a lot of changes in the way companies advertise for jobs, how they select their candidates, and especially how they pre-screen and more importantly, how they interview their shortlisted candidates. Over two-thirds of all first and second interviews are actually conducted via pre-phone interviews, so I suggest that you better forget about that romantic idea that you get called in for an in-person interview. And of course, if you don't want to miss out, then I suggest that you come prepared if you get a call or an invitation for a phone interview, because the chances are quite high that it is either a pre-screening or an actual first phone interview for a potential job. So enough said, let's get started. You just sit back and enjoy the podcast and don't forget to take notes during this pod. And as always, if you like the pod, subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you do. I said it earlier, COVID-19 and its effects on our lives and our workplaces is here to stay. And for most job hunters, that means that working from home is the new reality. And guess what? One key standout feature from a recruiting perspective during this new world is an ever-increasing number of phone interviews versus the actual in-person interviews. And so the question is, how should you prepare for potential phone interviews? Here it is, step number one. Keep calm and get into the zone. The call or the invitation for a phone interview often comes at the most unexpected moments. You're on the bus, out shopping in your car with friends or family, maybe at the moment a bit unlikely, or on the phone or in a meeting while working from home. And if you are like most of us working from home at the moment because of this annoying COVID-19, then chances are you are busy and you're currently also on a phone or maybe even a video call. Don't let those phone interview calls or requests for interviews sneak up on you. They may seem minor compared to later stage video or in-person interviews, 
but you'll still need to do well in order to get to the next round, whatever happens. So just keep calm and get into the zone so you can take the call at a time and location that suits you for a successful phone interview. And here is what you need to do. Let's start with your mobile. Make sure you have an upbeat and professional voice recording on your mobile. You want to be able to capture your caller's details, their numbers and all the rest. You know it, you've heard it before. First impressions count and many job hunters, freelancers and solo entrepreneurs get that one really, really wrong because their voicemail message is unprofessional maybe even tired or or cumbersome or simply turns the caller literally off. You can see and watch and listen to one of my YouTube videos on that topic titled 10 Reasons Why No One Calls You Back. So give that one a big tick. The first tick is make sure you have an upbeat and professional voice recording on your mobile. The second tick is a really simple one, and that is avoid agreeing to on-the-spot phone interview calls. You know what that means when the caller starts the call with the usual, is now the right time to speak question, you know, that kind of call. If you want the job, ask for permission to call back or arrange for another time so you can actually set yourself up in a suitable location or environment and you can arrive calm and prepared for the phone interview, even if it's just a 10 or 15 minute pre-screening phone interview. So your second tick is avoid agreeing to on-the-spot phone interview calls. The next thing you want to check or tick, so to speak, especially if you're working from home, is you want to make sure that the scene is right. In other words, things like dogs, babies, uh, arguing neighbors, construction going on next door. You know the drill. You just need to be in the right scene, in the right setting. And then the next thing you want to tick or the next box that you want to tick is you want to grab your cheat sheet and your application notes and get ready for the call. So that's the next one. You need to have your cheat sheet ready so you can take your application notes and you can get ready for the call. Oh, and of course, whatever you do, don't accept phone interview calls while driving. Enough said. Okay, you're all set, you're calm, you're in the zone. And now you need to look at step number two, the preparation, the readiness of your cheat sheet. At any given time in your job search, you're likely juggling a lot of applications. And as you go on a few in-person interviews, maybe video interviews or phone interviews or pre-screening interviews as well, it's a lot to keep straight. And that's where your phone interview cheat sheet comes in handy. But guys, a word of caution, of course, it's okay to have a cheat sheet, but that doesn't mean you should be reading off a script the entire time, of course. Professional recruiters or interviewers or HR professionals will be able to tell if you wrote down your answers to very simple phone interview questions 
or if you're reciting them verbatim from a, a cheat sheet. You should have a cheat sheet ready and filled out before every phone interview. You should know and understand what they are really asking. And you should know and understand that hiring professionals come in hundreds of shapes and style. So everything can literally jump at you and questions will come in no particular order Hence the reason why you need a cheat sheet to succeed. Oh, and before I forget it, uh, rule number one, you actually need to smile all the time and don't rush it with your answers. Because when an interviewer asks you questions, they're expecting you to take a moment to actually think, to reflect about your answers so avoid racing through it, take your time and refer to your notes. Nothing wrong with that. So here is your career tick list for the phone interview cheat sheet. And remember, all these questions are in no particular order. They're just from my experience. I've interviewed thousands of people and I've put them into particular categories. So start taking notes and then create and reorder your own cheat sheet, whichever way makes you most comfortable. So the first type of questions that generally tend to happen in a phone interview are the why questions. And here's an example. Why does this job excite you is one of the first questions. And what they are really asking is something else. You may not be asked this question in exactly these words. Whatever kind of question you get, you need to think it through. What they're really asking is, why did you apply? What in the description makes you think, oh, wow, I want to get this job? Or what does this job have that your current job doesn't and that you really want? So you use your cheat sheet and you start writing your answers and you focus on the specific role and you fill in two or three reasons why you want this job in particular. What's really important is you need to articulate your reasons here. Articulating it in, in simple terms will also help you to talk about why you're leaving your current role if asked, since it's best to keep your answers simple and positive. And it also helps you to not talk about things that you didn't like about the past. So having a cheat sheet on this type of question is particularly important. And here is what I like to call my pro tip. In addition to asking what drew you to this role, so when they ask why, if they ask you what drew you to this role, the interviewer might want to know how you found the role in the first place. And this is where you need to be really straightforward. Even if you didn't find out about the opening through your network or another interesting avenue, the company really is interested in how quality applicants are discovering their postings. So let them really know how you found the job opportunity, how you found out about it. The next category, why question, is a very tricky one. And it's usually the why do you want to work here? And what they're really asking is, 
did you actually check us out? Do you actually know who you're talking to? And my pro tip here is tell them things that you didn't find on their website, because that's what they're really after. They want to know that you did a bit of research. In other words, Google them, check the news and tell them about things that you found. And there's no shame in saying, you know, I did my research. I went on your website and I looked around and this is what I found out. And this is why I want to work here. In other words, why I want to work for you. And here is another why question I always ask when I interview, and that is, why are you looking for jobs? And what they're really asking is, or why they ask this question during your phone interview is, they're going to see if there are any red flags about your current employment situation. If you are currently employed, but you're looking for new jobs, simply explain why. You should always make your answer simple, focused on your career instead of your personal reasons or what I call small preferences like hours or commute time. For example, you might be looking for a new job because there are few opportunities for growth or movement in your current role. That's essentially what it is. So when they're asking you, why are you looking for new jobs? Make sure that you focus on opportunities that you're looking for. Okay, now let's look at the next category questions. It's the what questions. What type of management style do you prefer? So what they are really asking in a phone interview is why you want to work at that company to get an idea of whether or not you have researched the company. So it's a little bit similar to the why company before. And my pro tip there is you might be inspired by their mission, interested in their product or excited about their growth in the industry. That is when you should answer what type of management style you prefer. That's when you should come up with answers that refer to the style of the operation and their management. The what type of management style question is a cultural question category. Most employers ask about your ideal management style to check or to see whether or not you would fit into their culture, whether you would fit well with the supervisor that will be managing you. And it's really important that you're straightforward. If you prefer to work with a trusting, collaborative manager that creates a calm, creative work environment, then you should talk about that because you might not work well with fast-paced, aggressive, outgoing, super creative leadership style. So the point here is be genuine, be honest. Okay, and another what category question is the question called, what are you passionate about? Now, this is my personal view here. What they are really asking for is, do you have any interest? Are you motivated or passionate about anything? Or to say it bluntly, are you a nine to five couch potato? Because uh, an employer wants to understand what you're passionate about or what motivates you, and it might help them to decide whether you actually are a good fit for the position. 
And if you're passionate, for example, about helping people and you're interviewing for a largely independent role with little interaction with others, the position might not be a good fit for you. And this is why employers ask things like, what are you passionate about? Because they want to check, once again, your cultural fit. Okay, so the next category is what I call the tell me about category. And the tell me about category is actually a double check category. So an example of a typical tell me about is tell me what you know about the role. What they are really asking is they want to get an idea on how much they need to tell you about the position that you're applying for. Nothing frustrates recruiters, hiring professionals more than candidates who are bullet spraying the internet with their applications and actually are not invested in their applications. So it's really important that you know why you applied for the role and what you know about the role. Okay, here's another one in the category, tell me about yourself or tell me about. Tell me about yourself. What they're really asking is it's often the first thing an interviewer will say after confirming that weird question is now a good time to talk. (laughs) You know, this thing always comes up. They're, they're actually not asking for your life story. This question is really, tell me about yourself in regards to this particular job opportunity. And when you answer, you want to set the tone for the rest of the interview by making it clear why this, this particular job is the right job for you and why you are the right person for the job. And I have a particular format for the tell me about yourself. And again, it's a three-step format. So the first part is present. Talk about what you're doing now with an emphasis on how it relates to the job that you're interviewing. Then go into the past, give a brief overview of your past experience, but only focus on the relevant elements in comparison to the role that you're going for, that you're applying for. And then move into the future, explain why you're looking for or what you're looking for in your next role. And here's a hint. It should be a lot of the same things this job offers. And that's why it's important that you have your cheat sheet, that you look at the job ad, your application and your preparation of your potential answers. But remember, be honest about what drew you to it. Don't make things up. So remember, when it comes to the tell me about yourself, have a little visual in your head. Start with the present. Talk about what you're doing now. Go to the past. Give a brief overview of your past experiences and how that applies to the job. And then move into the future. Explain why you're looking for this particular role and create lots of correlations to the job ad. That'll really get their attention. Okay, so the next category in the tell me more about category is when the hiring professional, the recruiter, the agent is asking you about things like tell me about your key skills or key achievements or other words could be accomplishments. And the reason why they do that, what they're really asking for is 
is the content in your application, is the content in your resume or your cover letter on your LinkedIn profile or otherwise, is it motherhood statements or grand statements? Or are you able to back up what you're saying there with some facts, figures and numbers with key responsibilities and actual key deliveries? Because let's face it, no one wants to hire nine to fivers and people who are unable to tell more about specific items in their resume or their applications have literally just used motherhood statements. So Carefully review your resume before the phone interview. It might even be helpful to have a digital copy or maybe even a hard print of your resume in front of you so you can refer back to it. You might also write some notes on your resume and highlight in the experiences some specific skills, what makes you very qualified for the position. And also, very important, what sort of achievements in your previous roles correlate to the job that you're applying for. And here is a pro tip. Avoid re-emphasizing your educational reason for the application. I get it. You're qualified. You have the education. But what I really want to know is what achievements in your previous, in your current, in your old roles correlate to this particular opportunity that you applied for. So when they ask you, tell me about key skills and key achievements or accomplishments, make sure that you're not referring only to your education. Okay, and then the last kind of question types that come in the tell me category is the tell me a key story or key stories. What they're really asking for is in most interviews, you'll get a few what we refer to as behavioral questions like, tell me about a time you demonstrated leadership skills or tell me about a time where you made a mistakes. And what really happens is these questions are designed so you can tell them a story about what you did in the past in order to show, for example, how you handle different situations and more importantly, how you're likely going to handle them in the future. You can't predict exactly what type of behavioral questions these recruiters or hiring professionals are going to ask. But what I always strongly recommend is that you have at least two or three polished stories ready so you can come up with examples of a time where you overcame a challenge, a time where you worked on something interesting, where you made good decisions or where you made mistakes and then overcame them. For the cheat sheet, give each of these stories a title because that's what the recruiter, the hiring professional remembers when he or she compares you to the other candidate. It reminds you what happened and it enables you to add numbers or specific details that might be difficult to recall in the moment of the question. I call that the FFN, the facts, the figures and the numbers, because ultimately what the hiring professional remembers is 
the title of this story, some key facts, figures and numbers and how you delivered it. Was it genuine? Was it real? Or did you cook it up? Did you make it up? Okay, so now you have some really good material for your cheat sheet, but now we need to look at the very difficult ones. Category three, how to deal with left field, strange, maybe even weird questions. So here's an example. And this, trust me, this generally happens in these pre-screening interviews a lot is first one they ask is possible start date. In a preliminary phone interview, you might be asked when you'd be able to start or what's your possible start days. Most companies are looking to fill a role as soon as possible. And at other times, they're trying to plan ahead. What you need to do here is, as with everything, you need to be really honest. If you can't start right away, say so. If not, figure out what a feasible start date would be based on the amount of notice that you have to give to your current employer and anything else that you might need to consider. What I really strongly recommend to avoid is to be totally agreeable to everything to, yes, I can start tomorrow because it makes you look desperate and it appears like something's there that you're not telling them. Okay, and now let's go and have a look at category three questions. How to deal with left field, strange, maybe even weird questions. So a typical type of question that comes up towards the end of phone interviews or pre-screening interviews is possible start date. In a preliminary phone interview or pre-screening interview, you might be asked when you'd be able to start. Sometimes companies or employers are looking to fill a role as soon as possible, and at other times they're just trying to plan ahead. What's important, what really matters here is be honest here. If you can't start right away, say so. If not, figure out what a feasible start date would be based on the amount of notice you have to give to your current employer and any other factor you need to consider. So when you're asked about the start date, be honest. Another typical strange question that comes at the end, well, it's actually not that strange. It's very common, but a lot of people are not prepared for it, is what are your salary requirements? What they are really asking about what these questions about money mean is because they're tricky especially if you're trying to think about an answer on the spot is they want to know if you're within their salary range. So this isn't a topic you want to bring up first, but in case you're asked, you want to take a bit of time before your phone interview to research the average pay range for the position that you're applying for in that particular area. So make sure that you come prepared, that you have actually done your homework on that question, because it can actually mean the end of the next step. Now, let's have a look at typical pre, during, post COVID-19 era questions. And 
When I talk about pre, during, post COVID-19 era questions, I'm particularly talking about the what we refer to as the working from home situation, the flexi work, the COVID-19 working from home readiness questions. So, for example, they'll ask you something like, tell me about your working from home situation. So what they're really asking is, are you able to describe in a couple of words how you're set up at home? Because the employer wants to have assurance that you can actually work from home and that that doesn't become a problem on top of a problem. Then another thing an employer is going to ask is often, what are your plans about flexi work? And what they're really asking is, where's your headspace? Do you want, for example, a 3-2-1 solution or a 2-3-1 or something else? So what I mean with that is, do you want to work three days of the week from home, two days of the week in the office, and one of those days with the whole team? Or are you really excited about going back to work? The point is, they want to understand how prepared are you for the current situation, for potential extension of the current situation, And are you ready to work? Are you flexi? That's really it. And this is a difficult one, the next one that is coming up, because depending on where you are, whether you're in North America, in Canada, in the UK, Australia, or New Zealand, or anywhere else in the world, I believe this is going to come up more and more. And that is, are you vaccinated? And I'm not going to get into this. You need to have your answer right there and you need to be clear about your answer on that topic. Because mark my words, I'm pretty sure employers are going to ask you, are you vaccinated? Okay, and now let's talk about some of these sometimes rather weird or unexpected questions. And I wrote down a few I like to ask them because I like to test the water before I go to the next step. So here's a few of these strange questions. Number one, for example, if I was talking to your best friend, what is one thing they would say you need to work on? So what they're really asking here is evaluate and describe your personal weaknesses or your soft spots. If this question comes up, They're making a subtle request. They want to find out if you actually understand how your references, how other people are going to refer back to you and what your reference is going to say about the things that you need to improve, that you need to work on. Now, here's an interesting one. It's a weird one, but it's one that I really like myself. And that is name a brand that represents you as a person. And when I ask that question, what I'm really asking is, what are your professional values? When anyone is asking you about your values, what they really do is they're trying to work out your affinities and what sort of priorities you have, particularly in the context of work or the job that you're applying for. And be careful there. It might be tempting to name the company that you're interviewing for. But what I 
recommend is that you actually talk a little bit about the innovation of that company, about their practice, about their leadership, and more importantly, that you talk a little bit about their competition. Because companies want to see why the values of the company that you're applying for is the one that you go for versus the competition. And they also want to have a level of assurance that you are actually doing your homework. Okay, another typically weird one is if you could take anyone on a road trip with you, who would you take and why? What they're really asking is what sort of a person are you and what types of people do you surround yourself with? And then there's another one. What do you do if you're approached by an employee who is complaining about a colleague who has a horrible body odor? What they're really asking is, can you tell us about your interpersonal communication skills? And then the last one in the category, really weird, is the one that I ask all the time. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate me as an interviewer, because I know it really takes people by surprise. But what I'm really asking when I ask that question is, how good are you at giving feedback? This question could be off-putting if you're not prepared. The point of it is... I'm throwing you a curveball and I want to see how balanced and positive you are and how balanced and positive your feedback is and how you're able to convey both. That is one that I tend to ask towards the end of interviews quite often. Okay, and now the very last question, probably with 95% will come up at the end of the interview, and that is, do you have any questions? What they're really asking here is, are you engaged? Are you actively listening? Are you prepared? Are you genuinely interested in the opportunity? And do you have questions? And here's my pro tip that I always tell anyone who goes for an interview, whether it's a pre-screening interview, a phone interview, a first in-person interview, and a final closing interview. When the point of do you have any questions comes up, this is how I recommend you should always answer. You should always refer back to the interview and be genuine about your answer and say, for example, actually, you've answered most of my questions. I only have one or two left. And what that really demonstrates is, is that you were really genuinely engaged, that you were actively listening, and that you were prepared for this interview. And that really is a great signal for a great candidate. And then the second type of answer that I always recommend to all my clients, to my audience, to my fans and friends is... Sometimes in an interview, things can go wrong and we get flustered. We talk too much, we talk too long and we get nervous. When that happens to you, if that happens to you in a phone interview, if an employer asks you at the end of an interview, do you have any questions? That is actually your opportunity to go back to that one and potentially fix it. So my recommendation is, you should have highlighted that area where you think you went wrong and then ask for permission. Would you mind if I go back to that question and explain why? You know, say something like, 
I got a bit flustered or I got a bit nervous. Just be honest, be yourself, because in the end of the day, it comes down to do I trust you? Do I like you? And if you do that, if you go back to things that didn't go too well, it demonstrates that you are aware of the situation, that you're engaged, actively listening, genuinely interested in the opportunity, and that you have great communication skills. And trust me, I would say in 95, maybe even 99% of the cases, the interviewer will just say, all good, don't worry about it, you don't need to go back to it, you did well. And that's a really great signal towards the end of the interview. Well, there you go, that was it. Three simple steps to master any kind of phone interview or pre-screening phone interview. It's really not rocket science, just getting into the right mindset, getting into the zone at the beginning, having your cheat sheet ready and being prepared for these strange left field questions is all you need to have. I hope you like this pod. If you did follow my channel, make sure that you do. Don't forget, in the end of the day, it's all about coming prepared, ticking the right boxes and being worth what you negotiate because it is the phone interview. It's the pre-screening interview before you actually get to a real interview. Keep that in mind and you have a much better chance of securing a good job, a job that you deserve.